Hey, y'all. It's me again, Ed Carbohol, your favorite ball bag from Jersey. Mixed martial arts analyst for frontproofmedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel and at the blogboardjungle.com, suredog.com, and mymmanews.com. Um, we just, we're coming off of a, a UFC event from Atlantic City this past weekend. And um, there's not going to be another UFC until May 12th, uh, the next pay-per-view, which is uh, 224. So you might feel like there's nothing to watch, but you got Beltor 198 on Saturday. And if you head on over to the Blogboard Jungle, go to our Fight TV page. We usually have some regional or unique combat sport or pro wrestling streaming there that you can watch for free through the Fight TV app. Uh, the link is also there for you to download the app if you don't want to be on the website. But the reason I'm bringing it up is uh, on Thursday night uh, from Miami, Karate Combat will be holding their second event, uh, Karate Combat Inception. And I had the pleasure of speaking with one of the commentators, uh, Phoenix Carnavali, who uh, you might know from Access TV Fights, UFC Unfiltered. Um, what else? She does a lot of stuff in, in, in combat sports as a whole. So I had a chance to talk with her on the, about Karate Combat because she does a really good job. If you missed the first event, uh, Karate Combat Genesis, that they did from uh, Budapest, um, Hungary. She's definitely does a good job of explaining the rules and modifications and stuff that they're doing. So if uh, it's really the resurgence of full contact karate, um, a lot of people not karate. So we talk about that and we talk about the, the upcoming event and, and what the promotion has and their production value and stuff like that. So uh, you have that Thursday night again, fight TV app. You can grab it at the blogboardjungle.com. I'm going to uh, play the interview that, uh, she came on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast that Matt Hawkins and I do, which is uh, also available on Anchor and iTunes. Um, you could listen to the entire episode there, but uh, the interview segment with she and I, I'm just going to uh, uh, add to my pod podcast here, the MMA Afterthought, so you guys can learn about the new karate promotion. And uh, <clears throat> for those that you don't know, I, I have 11 years Ishinru karate experience myself. So it's something that I'm interested in. And I think uh, when you look at at the the acronym of mixed martial arts it's because of all these fighting disciplines merging together uh obviously with uh with the gracie started in the ufc one and uh this is the the evolution of uh, combat sports comes from multiple styles so it's i think it's good to recognize some tradition and some where some things came from and karate is definitely one of them so she and i talk about that and um just some uh commentary on mma in new york in general but uh it's a really good interview so i'm going to share that with you here uh once again thank you guys for listening and uh, i hope you enjoy it all right this is the coast to coast combat hour live with uh phoenix carnavalli who you probably know from access tv fights uh ufc unfiltered the daily burn uh fighting shape podcast and 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 now karate combat uh thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me um so uh let's just start how uh with everything you're already doing how did you get involved with karate combat through a mutual friend and uh, they were looking for commentators and people to be involved with this brand new organization and league and, and my name had come up 
and they had also spoken to Boss Rutten, and Boss and I have been really wanting to work together for a while now. So we had dinner, and they pretty much explained to me what they were doing, and I was really interested. Uh, yes, everybody knows me from MMA, but I love martial arts. I don't love just MMA. Yeah. I love all martial arts. So I was really interested. I had worked with judo organizations. My first martial arts that I ever studied was karate. So I was I was like, all right, tell me what you're, you guys are trying to do. Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I'm glad you said that because uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, so I don't know if you got a chance to read the Sure Dog article I wrote that because I watched karate combat on my own. As, yeah. a, as a as somebody I, I did 11 years of Ishinru karate myself and uh uh some of the comments on that article uh i mean i know it was uh, the original title for it just so you know it was crazy talk <laughs> uh yeah. the rules for mcgregor and mayweather but uh the rule set to in my opinion i think would work it'd be fair for both of them given their backgrounds but uh a lot of the comments that i got especially when you mentioned karate to to folks that are hardcore mma fans um it's kind of like oh really karate come on and and i always find myself having to defend karate uh i don't know is that something that you've come across when you started doing this so much so so much because um the the stigma for karate goes back to a lot of the 80s stuff which we found was obsolete but that was a style back then when MMA or when karate is adapted for different types of striking and distances, it could be extremely useful. People forget like a punch is a punch and a kick is a kick. And some of the greatest fighters we know use traditional quote unquote traditional martial arts techniques. And that's what makes it totally exciting. So I think the problem is that Karate has become so associated with point fighting that we haven't really seen full contact karate, even though we're seeing it all the time in MMA, we just don't realize we are. When we look at certain fighters, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you see Conor McGregor, who everybody, well, most people love, is karate stuff, yeah, karate stances, distancing movement, the reverse punch. So I think that once the the education of what is possible with karate, like I, I recently took a seminar with Shinzo Machida mm. and I was like, oh, look, look, this is ridiculously good striking and distancing and kicking and power and, you know, not just a flicky uh, kick that most people associate with the tra- chambering a karate kick. It's yeah. just I think we need to re-educate the public on its possibilities. Oh yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's funny that you're mentioning the 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 kicking specifically. Uh one of the guys uh, at, at the academy I trained with in Jersey, he's an amateur fighter and he's look he's just looking at new ways to kick and I'm showing him the front snap kick from Ishinru karate and to him it's like, you know, he he was surprised at the power and everything. Yeah. And this past weekend at the UFC in Atlantic City, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, CR, he uh he he KO'd that guy with a body kick which was that yeah. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people, and then the other thing too, like you said, uh, the things you see in MMA that when guys, when guys like Leota Machida and uh, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson come out, they're they're, they're all they, they talk about how unique their style is, but it's based off of karate. So I think something like karate combat uh, is definitely a good way to to show folks uh, more folks like that, and um, the fighters especially. Uh, so when uh, the rule set, uh, you did a really good job at the. Uh, on the, the Genesis broadcast of breaking it down for, cause that was the first time they aired it. Um, if you don't mind just uh, uh, off the top of your head, I mean, it's, it's takedowns. There's no, no hooking punches. Uh, 
What am I missing? I believe that the hooking punches thing is is changing, or it has already changed. Because mm. when they when they first told Boss and I that you know Boss and I were like kickboxers by trade, we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh? um, and it's and it's. I feel like even the fighters in the beginning they were coming into to issues with the referees because they would say no hooks, no hooks. And they're like, but it's right there. I, I, but it's right there. So I think that's changed. Oh, good. Um, what's cool is you will actually see ridge hands and things like that. So, the, you know, there's, there's opportunities like we have ever done point fighting. It's just such an easy way to slip in there. So you'll see ridge hands. Um, the low kicks they're working on too. Right now it's a low kick below the knee, which mm-hmm. Boston Air is like, that's way more dangerous. Yeah. You know, because you can, you know, break your shin and things like that. So we want to incorporate the low kicks to the to the thigh. Um, but think of everything that you would see in glory because you're not really seeing elbows and knees. The mm. clinch you can only do for a couple seconds, but you have to strike. But you are allowed takedowns. So if people are familiar with Sanda, it, it's really similar to that, except with the karate style. Once a person is taken down, there's no submissions, but you can... You can punch for a certain amount of time. There's no actual like ground and pound, but you can strike an opponent when they're on the ground. So if you think about like the traditional reverse punch in karate, like that's that's a completely legal move. And most of it's being really the action is being dictated by the referee, so they have to continue to move. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very very exciting. Oh yeah, it is. Um, but as far as like uh, with the modification or the rule set, I mean, being kind of new for for this type of full contact karate. One yeah. fight, one fight in particular that I wanted to ask you about because uh, it looked like uh, from the Genesis event, Rafael Agayev and, and Dionoso Gustavo, I think it was, that uh, there was times when the when uh, Agayev, who had crazy nasty throws, by the way, yeah, but, <laughs> but when he uh, when he got the takedown, it looked like there was confusion by by both guys as to what types of because I think he got reprimanded for for throwing a kick after he threw Dionoso. Yeah. Well, you cannot kick to, on the ground. The only yeah. thing that's legal once you're on the ground is um, is the punching. That's it. So I think that was a little bit of confusion there. And I and I believe because it, it was so brand new that nobody was really clear on what mm. they were allowed to do. I mean, I really can't even think of the last full contact karate thing I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Norris's World Combat League. That's yeah. that's pretty much it. You yeah. know, and and there it was a little bit different because it was really closer to the point fighting system where you had to kick up, you know, a lot just to keep the action going. You need to throw a certain number of kicks. So I think now when they're doing the, the next uh, broadcast in Miami, I think mm. things will be a lot clearer to the fighters. And uh, the production value was awesome, by the way, for the, the way they're doing it. I know that the, the one in. So tomorrow, is that going to actually be live? Is it going to look the same or? Yeah, it begins at, at seven thirty. I think the main card begins at nine, and um, it's it's in Miami. You can go to karate dot com to to stream it, and then there's a bunch of apps where you can get it as well. So it's it's on iOS, it's on Android, it's free. You yeah. know, so you can you can watch it there. Um, wait, what was your question? I just completely forgot. Just uh, as far as the production value, because uh, oh. Uh, the way yeah. it looked, it looked like a movie, uh, the Genesis event. So I was just wondering, because with the the, are they going to use the same graphics, like the heads up display and everything? Yes, you were talking about? it's it's the same. And the the coolest part about it is, the more shows they do, the more they kind of get the rhythm and the feel of where the shots are supposed to be. I believe it's like an eleven camera setup and something crazy like that. So you're really getting it at all ang- angles. It's crystal clear. 
it's it is cinematic the the thing with them is that they want to capture the emotional part of the fighting and make it similar to a video game so when you see the heads up display and you're getting everybody's stats you're getting your heart rate they're getting all these things that are actually going on inside the fighter like you would an energy bar in the video game you know what i mean so it's it's cool and then you can kind of make your assessments like somebody's heart rate's really high is he super nervous or is it just adrenaline pumping so it kind of the cinematic feel is pretty much to make you feel like you're inside of that movie you know and they can get like a close-up of a guy as he's looking at the other guy like what's going on in his eyes beads of sweat you know off the top of his head it's very um it's it's very dramatic. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Mortal Kombat esque the way that I, <laughs> the way that I looked at it uh, when I was watching. I actually watched it. Sure. Uh, I watched it again last night because uh, I knew we were gonna be talking. So um, the thing about the like they're measuring their heart rate. I, I don't know if you know this actually because I know it's more kind of like a, a technical thing with the the production stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, how are they getting that 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 little life bar? sort of on the bottom like how are they getting that while the fight is happening because these guys are shirtless i'm like how are you monitoring this i i believe that there's a there's a strip a power strip um inside the glove around the wrist area to get your pulse rate oh wow now obviously we know that the thing around the the breast strap is more accurate because it's closer to the heart but i think Mm -hmm. it goes by bioimpedance so it's getting it through your heart rate and it's actually even able to tell the speed of your punches there's oh, a wow. lot of new amazing tech out right now for fitness and for martial arts that it's uh, even Everlast has like a, a punching thing where it can tell you the speed and the accuracy of your punches. So they're using technology. It's like the next step up for the next generation of people who are interested in tech and martial arts and, you know, very iRobot, but it's really trying to merge the ideas of understanding what goes on in the human body as you are actually in combat which i thought was pretty awesome yeah that is pretty awesome i'm just surprised that it's it's crazy how they can make something so small that it's not going to affect uh you know what's happening during the fight yeah it's i think it's like it's like a strip it's um like it just kind of sticks to the to the wrist or the in the, the thing might actually be on inside the glove that I I haven't seen karate combats but i know the everlast one is literally like a little piece of tape like a oh, thick wow. piece of tape. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And that was one thing, too. I, I remember sparring with those. Those are like the Shuto Japan gloves that they wear during the event, too. Which, yeah. I don't know. I mean, in your opinion, do you think that? I mean, I, I know with the with the power that these guys pack, um, how much of a difference do you think it makes when they land a solid punch as far as, like, protecting? I mean, obviously, their hands are protected. But in my, when I used to wear them, I used to because I'm, I'm not a mean person i used to yeah. think oh i hope it doesn't hurt the other person that much either um i think the padding around the knuckle area is really really thick mm-hmm. so it's really more to avoid getting cut yeah you know what i mean like as far as like a bare knuckle situation and to protect their hands so they could keep going and not break their hands i haven't seen the gloves um up close yet boss mm-hmm. has and he loves them so i pretty much trust his opinion but <laughs> yeah you know yeah. It, and the whole thing about karate like you remember like the whole being in a traditional stance and learning the breath and the ki with the punches is because it really is about really executing power yeah and speaking about the i mean i when i was looking at the roster there's there seems there's obviously various styles of uh of uh, karate competitors in karate combat yeah i kind of and i noticed it in the in on in the genesis event there seemed to be a lot of guys from shotokan is that a fair assessment did you notice uh the stance like the differences in in uh 
I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's that um, Shotokan really it, spread more when karate first came to the States. I know that like Shotokan is really, really popular in America. I'm not really sure about other, you know, countries and which, which karate becomes the most popular or the most prevalent, which is definitely a good question. It's something I want to look into. I just found like Shotokan seemed to be the most um, tournament friendly style. Yeah. Right. So like people who are used to the karate circuits and the karate tournaments and who go on to be professional fighters seem to kind of follow that rule set or that discipline. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously you mentioned boss a few times. What's it like working with him? Uh, uh, it's gotta be fun. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's really surreal for me because my first week of karate, I have asthma oh, and me too. And I started late in life. I started karate like in my early 20s. And um, I was afraid to have an asthma attack in class. And I was trying to hide it. And this old guy comes up to me and he's a black belt. And he's like, listen, don't worry if you have asthma and you do karate. There's a world champion. His name is Boss Root. And then he's, you know, he has asthma. So I like immediately look him up and I start following him and watching all his fights and completely admiring the guy. And it was pretty much because of that that I stayed. Mm. And then 10 years later, I meet him. And I'm like, I tell him the story and we become buddies. And um, so it's really surreal that not only did I meet boss, but now because of karate and then asthma and now I'm working with him. So it's really kind of how your career can take that whole turn. Yeah. I mean, boss is a big influence. I had the pleasure of meeting him a few times. I was at his hall of fame induction and uh, he actually did a seminar here in Jersey. Like with uh, Dan Mary doesn't have the school anymore, but back when he had his school in Elizabeth, yeah. I did a seminar there, and that was my first time meeting him. And uh, I had just gotten into uh, stepping outside of karate, actually. I, I, uh, there was a sambo guy there, and then that's how I find my way into jiu-jitsu and stuff. But um, yeah. it's crazy just how uh, – how, uh, so with karate combat, one of the things I noticed, too, during the fights is that there, it seemed there was a couple of points – I forget who the fighter was, but the takedown happened, and it looked like the guy wanted to cinch in the guillotine and then realized that he couldn't. <laughs> So, I mean, was there a lot of that going on uh, with the first Genesis event that you noticed? Um, yeah, you can see, like, because the, the flow of it is pretty new. That's why I can't wait to see what happens in the next six months. Mm. Because when you're, your body starts to get used to knowing what you can and can't do, and when you get in the flow of it, you can see some hesitation in the first couple fights of, like, who can do what and who wants to do what and who's used to doing this and that. Or um, you see because uh, it's the pit, right? And the pit is like really awesome and people aren't used to fighting yeah. in this pit. And um, you can use the sides of the wall. So you see Quayhagen like wants to use it, but you know, where can you use it? Where can you practice that? So once they start getting more familiar with what they can and cannot mm. do, I just think it's going to escalate each and every uh, competition. So yeah, I totally agree. I, I see them thinking, you know, because when you're a fighter yeah. or you competed yourself, you, you can see them thinking or you can see like when the flow is is slightly off or they want to do other things. I mean, how many times like when you're like, OK, sparring hands only and then you're bringing like, oh, I could have thrown a knee. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So I think that happens to all of us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, one of the things I was thinking, too, is like uh, if these guys or do you even know are any of these guys? Have they fought in MMA? Or are they thinking about crossing over? Are their contracts a, exclusive? 
there's a couple. I don't I don't think their contracts are exclusive right now. I have to check on that. But mm. there was like Josh Quayhagen, I know he fought for Bellator. Uh there was a couple other guys who had fought on on different organizations as well. And I hope that some MMA karate guys actually come over. I mm. think it would be super cool to see some of them fight. Like oh, yeah. uh, you know, like I know Tiffany Van Soost is her start was karate before she got into Muay Thai and she did point fighting forever too. So I think she would adapt really, really well. So I, w- I would love to see how, uh, how it crosses over. I mean, look at somebody like Edson Barboza. If mm. he had an amazing, uh, like any type of full contact stand up league, he would have completely dominated, you know, he wouldn't have to deal with these killer wrestlers that he has to deal with all the time. Yeah. So I'm ho- that I'm hoping for that type of quality uh, stand-up fights with karate combat. Yeah, are you going to go? Are you going to be in Miami for the, for tomorrow or no? No, I'm I'm contracted with the LFA this week, so I won't oh. be I won't be there. But hopefully, I'll be at some of their other shows. I'm looking forward to because their whole thing is these exotic locations because they want it to look like yeah. a video game, and every video game starts with like choose where you want to fight, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like that. Yeah. So. And and tourism boards actually love this too because you're going to see all these crazy locations on the app. When you go to the app, you'll look at some, you know, maybe Okinawa, Japan, or the Parthenon in Greece. Like it could be these crazy places to throw fights. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping for any type of Japanese situation. <laughs> want to be in yeah. on that one. They should. Uh, I mean, you know what? I feel like if they should probably try to pitch to like Capcom or one of these video game companies to sponsor an event. You know, because obviously, uh, uh, I mean, the 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 fan culture is definitely interested in combat. But there's fighting games. There's a UFC game. Yeah. I just mentioned the Capcom because everybody knows about Street Fighter. Angela Hill does the cosplay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a really good. Uh, I mean, I don't know if, if anyone thought of that. I mean, if they're listening, hopefully uh, somebody pitches that to somebody. And it's such a great idea because the crossover fans with pop culture and martial arts are tremendous. Right. Like all of us. We're, I'm a huge nerd, comic books, superheroes, martial arts, you know, all that stuff to me goes absolutely hand in hand. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, all, all those heroes in, in, in that genre, um, you know, they're all, they're all masters of something, some type of martial art, and you see it in the movies and everything you read. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say everybody's kind of a, a nerd now you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Infinity sure. Wars coming out this weekend. So, um, yeah. yeah, so definitely. Um, all right, uh, I think that's it for me. I mean, um, if you have anything else that you want to uh, plug, all the projects you're working on, uh, feel uh, free I mean, to go ahead. You guys can find me, you know, on uh, Instagram and all that good stuff. But the podcast is in fighting shape, powered by Everlast, and we really cover everything in not just martial arts, but like health, fitness, wellness, all types of cool stuff. I really urge people to check out Karate.com. It's only going to get better every single time it's very very interesting to watch it's free and free is cool you're on the bus yeah. you're on the train you watch a fight <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. it's available to you which is great so um yeah so check that out and i love hearing from the fans so stay in touch with me and let me know what you think cool thank you again so much and uh you know what actually let me ask you one more thing this is just sure. off the top of my because you and i usually are at uh stuff in new york when uh, mma comes to new york city um and uh, just, I, we never really get to talk because we're both there for what we're assigned for. But yeah, the uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, because I asked I asked uh, on the side, I asked Jim Jenny and I asked other people from the area. 
So your your report card for MMA in New York, what do you give it? Um, so do you mean events that have been put on there or do you mean like what we've been up to? <laughs> I mean, like uh, just your 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 overall like, are you happy with since the ban got lifted? You know, or like, like how do you think the how do you think the sport's been handled since they've been able to to have it? For for the big leagues like UFC and Bellator and, and um, you know professional fighters league, yeah. they've put on some great shows, really good cards. Yeah. Um, really, you know, I, they've done some great, cool things. They've put on some great things, but the insurance thing is yeah. so crazy that all of these fighters unfortunately still can't grow themselves and get the practice that they need because there's not enough amateur leagues here to give them good quality fights. So I, there's a few, but it, I just, I wish there was more, right? Like I would love to see the LFA here. I would, I would love to see CES here, which I think CES has one coming up in, in May. So that's my only sort of bad report i the insurance thing is absolutely nuts i get that they're trying to protect the fighters i understand what the athletic you know what they're trying to do but i just ah i just i just want there to be more quality so that these these guys can be better you know even even there should just be more shows that's all i think there should be more shows for them yeah, no, I, I'm kind of with you on that because we, uh, I feel like you know, we spent all that time we were out there on on Broadway or whatever it was in front of Carl Heasty's office with, with the band and everything, and and it's like we were right. expe- we were expecting an influx and we didn't really get it because we didn't know about this this thing with the insurance until it happened, and so yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Okay, cool. Thank. You. I didn't mean to throw <laughs> you a curveball, though. Don't. No, um, no, no. I, but it's true. It's like, I, and I, I don't want to take away from any of the leagues that are out yeah. there right now, but I just feel like we need a few more, you know, so that these, these guys can stay busy and really grow their brands and grow themselves as, as professionals. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks again for your time. I know you're busy and you got stuff to do, so I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to talk and uh, no problem. nice talking to you. Yeah. Good talking to you too.